Disney movies, I feel like they always make it like an androgynous name. Like, Charlie was just a girl and she liked boys and sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's named Charlie because like her mom died while naming her Charlotte. But like right now. <laughs> <her mom's right. laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love the idea of like a very intense trailer. Like, she was just a girl called Charlie. But then it just like it gets very hyper specific. So so she was getting named and okay, let's digress. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch freeze frame. How did her mom die? <laughs> yeah, but the tone stays exactly the same. Yeah, like I love yeah. the idea of just like piling every trope onto there. Like, you're yeah. probably wondering how Charlie got here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was because her mom didn't. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> Oof. Oh, Oof. God. We're starting oh, out. We're oh, starting my out. God. That was strong. That was a strong beginning. Yeah. yeah. Usually we like to try to uh, make it a little inconspicuous when like all the uh, like cameras and all this stuff turns on, but you immediately called it out like, oh, the camera's on. I feel weird. Like, well, no, I called it out by being incredibly awkward right away. <laughs> and I think talking about how I think of it. Why did I bring it back? I was being awkward. No. Oh, it was wonderful. I I'm personally a big fan of like the vibe you bring mm. oh that's so nice i i don't know what vibe i'm bringing right now but i'm a fan of the vibe you guys are bringing here this is you're a very relaxing vibe i've right. never i've never felt stressed around you oh that's so nice yeah that's so crazy to hear i definitely thought you hated me until this moment right now what no i'm kidding oh <laughs> but, uh, i i don't know i uh do it's nice to know because I definitely think people think I'm a lot calmer than I am. Mm. You know, people are like, oh, hey, you seem like calm and like nothing's really going on. And I'm like, I see. Okay, I well- see a little internal stress in there. But oh, like, yeah. well, I don't think it's about me, which is nice. <laughs> you no, know, no, no, no. I'm not like there's some people you like converse with them and you're like, I think this person thinks I'm stressing them out. Or like attempt, or, or like that I'm the problem in the conversation, and I never see that for you. I feel like you're thinking about the existential world. Oh, okay, that's so interesting because I like what you are describing. I think I do that sometimes, where I'm mm. like talking to someone. I'm like, oh, they they must not want to talk to me. Mm. You know, really? I'm just like feeling it out, just like talking until they're like clearly tired of the conversation. Yeah, I know. I do I've th- I've experienced that a yeah. ton. Yeah. I've been on that side as well. But yeah. yeah. I think I remember one time uh, we were like hanging out after a mic and I could sense you getting a little bit stressed because like we had we'd smoked a little bit of weed. And I and I remember I'm sorry. Can we can we say that? Which we're allowed to do. Which is legal. Yeah. Is legal now in the in the great state of New York. Um, But yeah, I remember I remember you getting anxious in a way that I've been anxious before while high and i was like okay this this is my opportunity to be there for someone when no one was there for me like, oh that's beautiful yeah just tell just to tell them like you have nothing to worry about yeah. you've done nothing wrong you were yeah. my rock in a in a tumultuous storm yeah i love that no that, i do i do appreciate when you can like see someone going through what you what you've like been in and you're oh like, yeah oh yeah i re- i remember when lucas would would first start getting high and everyone would take turns kicking him <laughs> I remember that. Which we can do in this city. Which yeah. we can do, yeah. which we're allowed to do. Eric it's Adams legal. just made it legal. To kick. <laughs> to kick Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> the way Eric Adams Thanks, talks, Eric. He would say something like that. That's such an Eric Adams <laughs> yeah, thing to say. It was like it was taking me a long time to be like, Oh, I trust him, he's my mayor, but this was one decision that I was like, Oh, he's speaking yeah. to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is he's answered the letters. Doing. He he <laughs> He's doing what Bill de Blasio wouldn't. 
Yeah. Too much of a coward to do. <laughs> That's right. That's what Bill de Blasio was busy do on yeah. the elliptical thinking is, about doing. It's crazy because like when I was a kid, I met Bill de Blasio. Because, like, I knew his kids. Well, at least one. I oh. knew one of it, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wait, da- Dante is his name, right? Nah, the other one. Damn. I'm Bob? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. No, Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kiara de Blasio. She yeah. used to make people call her Bob de Blasio. That's really? awesome. Yeah, dude. Wait, that's, that's so that's, funny. That's a, that's a good bit. There was, yeah. like, a specific era of New York where everyone's like, do you know Bob de Blasio? Her name's not Kiara. It's Bob. And it was, like, this unlocking of, like, Brooklyn knowledge to mm. know... I guess you weren't in the know, Lucas. That's why we're kicking you. What a what a sly way to remind me that I've never been in the loop. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> believe that. I do have to ask. I love like a little bit of like old New York history, but mm. like how old were you when this was happening? When Bill de Blasio was around or when Bob de Blasio yeah, was a yeah. kid? Was, was running like the city, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was this like middle school gossip? No, it For was. For me, it was middle school. Okay. Well, well when I was aware of the, now Bob, but... Uh, yeah, but yeah, for me, it must have yeah. been high school. I guess, yeah, Because okay. people like in high school, would like at other schools, would be like, I know her, she goes by Bob, and it would be like a brag, and I'd be like, oh, they know someone, you know? That's cool. All right, yeah. yeah. That's fun. I... Was, Oh, no, sorry. You no, were about to say I, something? I have nothing to say about Bob. Oh. Well, I was going to ask, is there any sort of like local gossip from where you grew up in New Jersey, I believe, right? Yeah. Is there any? Was there any sort of similar stuff to that uh, around like middle school, high school? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. All right. There's a couple of things. Um, this isn't like New Jersey, but I do remember one time I went on a date with a girl like years ago, and she mentioned that she went to the same school as the Obama kids, and I was like... Oh, like that that's interesting. Like, did you know him any like fun stories there? And she was like, So I was in the same grade as Malia Obama. We were friends in middle school, but not in high school. Whoa. And I was just like, I can't touch that. Right? Like I wanted to know what happened there so badly. Mm. But there's someone out there with just like a beef against an Obama daughter. And I Yeah, I would have asked. I would have I- I should have. What, what, that would have been a moment where I was like, you're never going to get an opportunity to find out this information. I know. I know. And in hindsight, I'm like, I yeah. should have just asked. I think I was like, oh, if I'm. You probably I, did the right thing. I'll be honest. You did probably do the right and like the kind thing, which is not to press it. Yeah. But, I was like, oh, I shouldn't make the date about your gossip. But yeah. I should have in hindsight. <laughs> I totally should have. Like, we're not married now. Yeah. I could have had a fun story. I had a boss who was said he went out with Monica Lewinsky on a blind date. Okay. And all he That's did cool. was ask her what happened. <laughs> oh, this was after. Right. Yeah, it was after. Oh. Which in like in retrospect, so tasteless and exactly what I would have done. Yeah. I, I would have been like, okay, pretty crazy that it was like a blind date setup. That is You're incredible. On a blind date. Wait, yeah, yeah. Well, if you think, wait, <laughs> wait, yeah, no, like any celebrity blind date setup is crazy. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, You're that... not gonna know anything about this person yeah. except their whole yeah. history. Celebrity, but through no, I don't want to say fault of her own, but for, through like no, like effort to be famous. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Are yeah, you yeah, saying nothing... that Monica Lewinsky was at fault? <laughs> no, I actually don't think so. So brave. So <laughs> Lucas brave. took wow. the easy way so out. So brave. I mean, it wasn't not a good thing, enough. but it's not an egregious. That was really thing. brave of him. Yeah. 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 Thank and you. Honestly, in in this year, no one has said that yet. Yeah. No, in 2023, <laughs> no one has publicly defended yeah. Monica yet. But so thank you. It is an interesting thing about being a celebrity, but through something that you didn't want to come to light. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the only reason, really, why people know you. Yeah. I I imagine like. 
what is she up to now? Is she like in a relationship? Because like, how do you? Like, well, that's ever that's another thing. Yourself? Is that it? I would it make it harder or easier to date? I would guess a little bit difficult. That I would imagine is an obstacle, something that you have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Being involved in like the largest sex scandal of the nineties has yeah. to like can't make it easier, right? Yeah, but. uh no, I don't know. I I have nothing but positive things to say about Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I bless that woman. Brave. Honest to God. Brave. Top Wait. five white women. All time. Wait, it. who are the other top five? <laughs> name. Who are the other to top say five their white names? women? I'll name three. Other okay. Oh, I can't okay. finish. Um, hmm. Maggie Rogers, I'd put up there. Incredible choice. Wait, yeah. who's Maggie Rogers? Oh, the singer of a lifetime. I'm She's seeing her on Valentine's funny. Day with my girlfriend. Oh, shit. That the Radio amazing. City thing. Yeah. Wait, actually, who is, who, who is this? Uh, She's a musician. She is kind of like Taylor Swift, Phoebe Bridgers adjacent. I see. Like, okay. Musically, but I don't know. She's like super talented. There's this video of her when she was like in college, like performing a song for Pharrell. And he's like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, Does he cry? I feel like Pharrell cries in a lot of the videos. He must. He seems like a crier. He does Have you ever seen like him that. on Oprah crying? No. <laughs> I, I don't mean to make fun. It's actually really Yeah, you do. Men can cry, yeah, Gabby. you do. I'm sorry. I'm being a toxic masculinity girly. <laughs> Gabby hates it when men show emotion. I've, I've really, heard that. I really do. Yeah. It's just like, it's not wrong to show emotion, but it is ugly. <laughs> and disgusting. No, it, it, oh, Pharrell is like on this interview with Oprah, and Oprah shows him this compilation of all these people in different countries singing "Happy." Oh, and yeah. he starts fucking bawling his eyes out, and it is so gay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god. So Maggie Rogers. Who else? Before we get to the others, I think we should introduce our guest. Oh, yeah. Before it escapes God. We really intro at the most random times. We really do. It's really just whenever it comes to mind. <laughs> I like that. But welcome back to Two Nosy Meerkats. As always, we are Gabby and Lucas. And our guest You're today. You're both of us? We are, we are. I am Gabby and Lucas. And Gabby is Gabby and Lucas. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We are each both of us, and our guest is also both of us. Our guest is a fantastic comedian, co-host of Fits and Giggles comedy show in New York City. A round of applause for Akshay Sampak. Do I wave to the camera? I felt like... Do it. Yeah. Ham it up. No, you better. need to twerk at the camera. You need to get out of your chair, get get rid of the get rid of the mic, and throw ass. I yep. will. That's, that's like for the Patreon, right? We're throwing ass for the Patreon. Mm. All right, I love. Are that. you saying that your ass is uh, is worthy of our subscribers? Yeah, is that not why Whoa. you invited me? I wore a special outfit. Under that's a, that's a, that. a special outfit. I Ooh. will be honest. This isn't even a joke. I when I got here, when I went to the restroom, I did take my long johns off. So like, <laughs> it it does seem like something I would have done for the show. <laughs> Was that because you were cold or too warm when you walked in? I was very warm when I walked in. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It was, so it wasn't a stylistic choice? No, no, it's for the Patreon twerking. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. But, all right, so we got Maggie Rogers. Yes. What are the others? Monica Lewinsky. Top whites. Oh, this is tough. Also, it's very funny to intro me mid-white woman ranking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Fiona Apple has, Incredible. has to be up there, right? I don't know if I should keep I don't know naming musicians or, or stop naming musicians. So I'm kind no, of... Keep no, 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 no. You can keep going, musicians. Because I'm on board. Lucas, to, Lucas just made a face like he doesn't know who Fiona Apple I've, is. I, I've heard is the crazy. name. Oh. I've that heard the name. That is crazy to me that you don't know Fiona Apple. It feels like... You would yeah. love her. Yeah? yeah. Really? Shamika said I had potential. 
Come on. What's, what's, what's boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> it's a great. She just writes these hyper specific songs about the dynamics between white women. <laughs> 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 it's <That's> phenomenal. <laughs> There's just a, a mean girl named Shamika who's like, imagine she comes up to you and she's like, yeah, you have potential. And it's just boom, eviscerating. Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. <laughs> This is so funny to me. Not I like Alanis Morissette. Are you a fan she's of her? She's also very good. But is she one of the top white ladies? Uh, I don't want to say that she's not, but like, I don't know. She is, I just wouldn't consider myself as familiar with her. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's you fair. know how like when you listen to an artist and you're like, oh, I love their songs. I don't know what a single song is called. That's kind of where like. Yeah, I see. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, that's fair. That's how I feel about like Jeremiah, <laughs> you know? Oh, Jeremiah? Jeremiah. Sorry, yeah, that's his sorry, name. Sorry, sorry. Um, I was thinking I was really thinking, hoping was you wouldn't his, know who this was. Name. I was like, please, someone. The bull, I, I was like, the bullfrog? Yeah, Jerem- I was thinking, Jeremiah the bullfrog, you know, he's always like ribbit ribbit, but I never know what he's saying. Sorry, I feel like I did a dumb bit. You know, like the George I of the World, the like Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Jeremiah that's what I was, was a bullfrog. Do so you know that one? I know, I, I know that one lyric. Was, was a good a friend good of mine. Was a good friend of mine? No, nah, I didn't know that bit. Didn't understand a single word he said. But I never understood that lyric because it's like, what do you mean a word? He said he's a frog. Yeah, you said it best. He ribbits. He ribbits, which is okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's not wrong. I'm not. I'm not against that. (laughs) I'm taking a stand. It's really okay to ribbit. So if you need to, that's That's what a condom company did uh, way back when they ribbed. Oh my god. Wow. Top Beautiful. five condoms. <laughs> <laughs> name all of them. I wouldn't know where to start. No, yeah. I don't know. Say I, her I, name. And no, but uh, so, okay, so we got Fiona Apple. We've got Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers. Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. We got two more. Yeah, this is honest to God. I thought it would be easier to think of five white women. <laughs> uh, Anne Hathaway. phenomenal phenomenal white woman i feel like everyone recently has been talking about how there was a period like a decade ago when everyone was like i hate her for no reason Mm. and i just want to say publicly i never hated her even back then i was like she's great the devil wears prada timeless movie i've never seen it meryl streep rounds out the list she's the last top five white women and that's where i think you're wrong you're anti Meryl Streep? No, 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 no. I'm pro another white woman who I think has to be on any top five white woman ranking. Who? Dolly Parton. Mm. Oh, that's fair. You got, that's you got to give, you got to give one spot to Dolly. As but, someone who like is a white woman and does it well, she's she has to be in the top. Yeah. But I think she's argument. almost overexposed on the white woman rankings, whereas we've all forgotten how great Meryl Streep is because it's so obvious. It's like, oh, Meryl Streep's amazing. So everyone just forgets. But Dolly Parton's been in the news more lately yeah. for like making Moderna and yeah. stuff. What so, you're saying is she's been a white woman too good for too long that it's not even worth mentioning. Anymore? No, I get what Gabby's saying. It's yeah. kind of like how you don't have to include Biggie and Tupac in your top five rappers. Mm. Oh. It's like yes. Assumed. Yes, I that's true. Let's, let's skip the top It's someone two. who doesn't even need the ranking yeah. because they're so easily recognized. Yeah, exactly. I see what you mean and now, like yes. Everyone has to say Dolly, so it's more interesting to hear about the five below her. Right, I see. Yeah. But I hear you. That is a valid argument. Who are, who are your favorite five people of various Ooh. races and gender? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, various races. So, ever- 
is the criteria everyone on the list has to be non-binary? No, it's like a, it's like a new race as well. They have, it's a new segment. We Go have on. two spinners. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of give us a out. gender, give us an ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to name your top five in that group. Oh, God, that's that's a great and terrible should game. I, should I pull up a gender generator? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you? Um, it must exist. Okay, gender generator wheel. Yo, uh, gender random generators. Roll again. <laughs> um, okay, options there's male, give you. female, female. <laughs> male. <laughs> it's only two. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say this gender generator is transphobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the funniest thing. I've- that's Wait, crazy. there's more transphobic gender generators. It literally is a wheel, and it's just multiple spots of male, female, male, oh, female, male, female. That's crazy. You Can you show the camera? Because it kind of does look like a trans flag. In it, yeah, it like, it's it's the, all the trans colors. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, because I was That's hilarious. Like, like I, they took a coin flip, and they just put it. Yeah. They divided it up into, like, 20 little pieces. Yeah. Because I was hoping it would su- select, like... A gender, and then like, uh, you know, the race wheel is like Asians. So you have to name like the, your favorite Asian a gender person, which I actually don't know the answer to. I'd have to. Uh, I thought you were about to say which I have a ranking for, which like, I have a ranking for, which I'm going to create a ranking yeah. for after this. Listeners, write in with your favorite of every race <laughs> and every gender. As as silly as this is, I do like this as like an idea for like testing like diversity in Hollywood of being like, well, I can't mm. name five. Clearly, we need more. Yeah. And then we're like debating on like which of multiple white women can fit in the spot. So there's like, OK, that's that's like a there's enough representation there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what Z-Way does where she's like name five Asian people oh, and yeah, people yeah. have a hard time, Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because it's like you could just name people in your life. But Alison Roman was on. She was like, uh, Bo and Yang. <laughs> she couldn't think of anything <laughs> It is else. tough. You see like, you know, like when Billy Eichner goes on the street, and he's like, name a woman. And it's so hard to name just one woman. Yeah. No. Uh, Lucas, name a woman. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's and, the only It takes a woman. moment, though. It takes a moment. It does. I I do find it interesting. Name a woman, like, Alison Roman. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about like where where in your mind it came from because I like once I asked you I was like oh the only name in my mind is Alison Roman right now. Yeah. But I like that Hillary Clinton was just sitting there for you. Yeah, yeah. It's because I saw you know like that meme of when she like walks into an apartment she's like huh you know that that <laughs> yes, meme that I was in my head because I saw that earlier today. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I have reasons. <laughs> No other reason. So you grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> yes. And then there was local gossip. What oh. was it? Yes. The other local gossip. Okay. Um, I think I could talk about this. I don't think this is like too private or anything, but I might throw in a few allegedly's here because okay. this is kind of a more recent story. So uh, this kid that I went to high school with has been running for school board the past couple of years in our town. And... Um, you know, like anyone can get involved in local government and like make a difference and stuff. But like everyone I know from like my childhood who I've talked to about him running has been like, he wasn't even good at school, though, <laughs> which is like, I think the funniest reaction to <laughs> yes. someone running for school board. That is being really like, where funny. is his passion for school even coming from? He never demonstrated a passion for school. But like, I don't know. He 
aside from it just being like a silly like run for school board he has um there was like this article that came out in our local newspaper about how like him and his dad apparently like met with some local politician and tried to bribe him this is an article that actually exists about how they tried to like slip him a large envelope full of money and then just like nothing came of that and then his dad also apparently ran for school board a couple years before but then his office was raided by the fbi (gasps) allegedly um so allegedly yeah 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 but like this that happened a couple years ago this guy's been running for school board like again last year he ran and now he's been just like getting into like any attempt to like stir like the pot now he's like like last time he was doing like they're trying to give our kids sex ed kind of like transphobic shit uh so that was like kind of a bummer but um I thought there were more salacious details there. Although one time uh, I messaged him like, "Hey, like, hey, why, why are you, why are these parts of your platform like?" I just like kind of like not trying to debate you, but trying to like explore a person I knew before, but never knew to be so radical. Mm. And he was like, "Oh, I just feel like it could scare kids to hear about sex ed and stuff." And I was like, "Damn, dude, I'm sorry you were scared by sex ed." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a pretty good roast. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that as a bit on stage because that's really funny <laughs> that's really, no, that's really good sorry I, it fucking think, freaked you out i think how long i took to get to this story <laughs> explains what well, i think you could i think you could easily just jump to there's someone i went to school with who's running for school board and is and on like a very anti-sex ed platform you could just say that oh yeah, yeah. that's a very yeah. quick uh premise that to just to get into it i think yeah. you, that I would work really well i mean sex Thank ed you. can be scary I'll oh say my. it. I'll be the first to admit I it. I haven't gotten over it. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry oh to hear. God. Both of you did your school in New York. Was sex ed different in New York? Oh, I'm yeah. yeah. Well, for me, because I went to one of those like super liberal schools, my sex ed was like the future Republican sphere. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. So I had like a gay sex. I, th- I do a bit about this on stage, but I have I had like a super gay guy um, uh, sex ed teacher in ninth mm-hmm. grade. And he once said to us... Um, Never ever swallow a man's semen, even if he says he loves you. <laughs> Which feels so hyper specific, like he was hurt. Yeah. But, you know? Yeah. And then like at some point separately in the class, he um he brought in a guy to watch his the class. But it wasn't an administrator, it was a um twink dancer from <laughs> West Side Story the musical. <laughs> Um, who was a lot younger than him, who he was clearly seeing. And then two weeks... If I was a parent and I found out my kid experienced this, I would be angry. I, I just <laughs> he, was, little... he was fired. Yeah. Okay. I need a little clarity on watch the class. Do you mean like for a whole period or just like I'm going to the bathroom and someone... No, no, no. Not like can you watch her while I go smoke kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like he yeah. was watching his boyfriend wa- teach the class. Because they were... Oh, think, he was just hanging out in the classroom? Yes. That's so much weirder. It's, it's so, so much odd. weirder. Yeah. And then two weeks went by because we had like a break or something. And then this teacher, I'll say his name. His name's Dr. Vincent. He That's his real name. He came into class with like a full breakup beard. Huh. And uh, he was also our acting teacher. So he was teaching us about method acting. And he was like, you know, you shouldn't method act because some emotions are too strong to be experienced. <laughs> so that was my first sex ed teacher. 
And then I think the school board decided that we didn't get real sex ed out of that, which is so fair. So then our second sex ed teacher was this woman named Dr. Kaufman, who was strung out on so many pills. And you could tell because she'd walk into class and every day she'd say the same thing. She'd say, you know, four people a year die jumping into a pool with no water. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were all going to do that. (laughs) Is that some kind of metaphor for sex ed? Oh. I like to think it is. I, oh, I like to think she thought it was. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe it was some yeah, metaphor like for like, don't be stupid. But yeah. it was, it was, anyway, it was We crazy. can draw some wisdom out of this. Yeah. What was your sex ed like, Lucas? My sex ed was, um, uh, I don't think I remember her name, but she was, uh, this Catholic woman who... Anytime she told us about contraception, condoms, anything, she was like, I don't believe in this. <laughs> she specified, she was like, I don't like this, but I have to teach you. <laughs> she okay, she always, like but, and then she would tell you very, it was like, they are very effective. This is how you put it on. You know, she would use a banana, you know, you got to use, I think that sex ed was uh, created just by big banana. <laughs> <laughs> But um no she was she was she gave us like very frank information about STD prevention and like how to and safe sex practices but every single time she was like I'm a catholic I don't use this I don't touch this in my own life she, yeah. she always, but that. um yeah so it was just like a little weird but it was really not it was pretty good it was all right yeah Did right. you have scary sex ed? It was pretty standard. I do like that yours was a little bit of like reverse psychology where <laughs> she was kind of like I I wouldn't play with this stuff and then in your mind you're like the teacher hates condoms. I guess condoms are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe it was all a big ruse. Yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. wasn't even Italian Catholic. She was, <laughs> I don't know. Name another religion. Um, Buddhist. Buddhist. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She was yeah. Buddhist. She believed that condoms uh, were on the, the seven paths. What is it called? Seven paths? Is it? Oh, my God. Is my dad eight? decided he was a Buddhist, and there's like seven rules of righteousness. I got to look this is shit it up. Seven pillars? Or seven is it pillars. Eight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And I, so, what, so you're sex ed, though. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was like that like interesting. The most vivid thing I remember was like at the start in middle school, at like the start of our sex ed class, the gym teacher was like, all right, I'm going to say all of the bad words now. So just laugh as hard as you want. <laughs> and then just like That's went good. through all of the genitalia words. And I remember like a ch- like a class full of children just laughing the hardest anyone has ever laughed. <laughs> yeah. that I love it when a That's teacher, a yeah. when you get to have that kind of a connection with a teacher, th- that's really special. Yeah. yeah where they're good. like, just get it all out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fun because nice. like when a teacher says penis for the first time, you're like, oh, oh penis. That's yeah. funny. No, yeah. I remember mentally being like, I don't understand why this is funny, but it's also the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. He's saying penis. It's that's just such crazy. a release of tension, I think. Yeah. It's just such a, yeah, yeah. very cathartic. Isn't that what sex is all about? I, releasing it, that's tension. That's what it should be. That's what it should Catharsis. be. Catharsis. Yes. That's beautiful. It's a Greek tragedy. <laughs> it is when i do it yeah. <laughs> where did you go to college did you also go to yeah jersey okay uh, i'm a real jersey boy you You're really a jersey are boy yeah. what do you think is the worst the sopranos is based on his life oh my it god is. that's true yeah. i i actually did notice that yeah. what do you think You'll is the worst believe. like negative stereotype about jersey i okay i have too many first of all i uh i think that like a lot of like the 
talent and like famous people that come from New Jersey, we don't talk about them. Like they don't like New Jersey doesn't get its like representation. Or, it like, has a lot of famous people who come from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tons. But like no one, they never bring up New Jersey the way people from like Kansas are like, yeah, yeah Kansas strong or whatever. Like, yeah, 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 they're the pride of Kansas. But like everyone from New Jersey, since you kind of basically have to go to New York to do anything, like to mm. like really like find a community of like artists or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of I think that's maybe one of the like weirdest things about Jersey that it's like one of the only states where both of the major cities aren't in it. Like mm. Philly and New York are both not actually in Jersey. So there's like a bunch of shit happening, but it doesn't actually center on anything within the state. Is is uh, Philadelphia. Do you know people that have moved to Philadelphia? Is that like a big outlet for people in New Jersey that grew up in New Jersey? Yeah, it's like more of like a South Jersey thing for them uh, to be yeah, like that that's their city. And also people that like I know a fair amount of people that are from Jersey. They lived in New York for a bit or they like went to school in New York and they're like, yeah, I like living in a city and I like the East Coast. But like I'm not doing like things that need to be in New York. So I'm just going to move to Philly. Got it. Yeah. 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 That's what my sister did. She lives in Philly now. And it's yeah. like a lot it's still a city but it's a little bit slower of a pace of life yeah and it, it it's actually nice i used to shit talk philly a lot and, why'd you uh, shit talk philly that. i won't do it publicly oh, oh yeah that's true they will come for you, yeah. you oh you don't you, you don't want crazy. that gang after you yeah, i just realized we're on, we're being recorded and i do not need <laughs> philly, philly people are crazy dude i went to this mic in philly um, it was at Raven Lounge on a Thursday. Okay. And it's it was like one of the few mics happening at that time because it's like a smaller scene. And I went and this guy mooned the audience and all that happened was he got the light. And I was like, <laughs> Billy. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's, he only just, he was just asked to leave or? No, he was just lit. Oh. Like <laughs> one more minute. <laughs> one more minute of that. Crazy. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I, I haven't been mooned at a mic or at a show, but I've Why seen, not? like, uh, because no one wants to do it for me. Damn. <laughs> they just see me in the audience. They're like, he's not worth the ass. <laughs> no, but but I have seen I have seen people, like, that are wearing, like, see-through pants. They, like, turn around and they go, oopsie-daisy, did I just show everyone my see-through pants and my underwear underneath? I've seen You've that. You've seen this You've seen multiple that? times? No, only once, really. I was going to yeah, say. That's this not, is not a common yeah, occurrence. No, that's not a common thing. I was also, trying to... Yeah, why did I say that? See-through <laughs> pants? Were they plastic? Were they just, like, sheer? It was, it, was like, it was, like, plastic, but then there was, like, design on it, but you could still see through it. Oh. Uh, huh. They were being coy about their see-through pants? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's crazy. Yeah. You're already on stage. You signed up your name to be on stage. How can you be coy? I don't once you put true. your name on a list. I don't know. That's don't true. Know. Very hard to be coy on stage. What's the craziest thing you've seen doing comedy? Um, the craziest? Dude, I don't know. I feel like I, I can think of like a few things that just like stick out of my mind. I'm like craziest is hard. I do remember one time I went to a show and the comic was like doing crowd work and they were like, Hey, we got any immigrants here? And I just solo clap. Like an entire <laughs> oh, no. room of people. I was the only one that clapped. And it was just like you could hear it through the room. And that felt crazy and like scared a little. That's bizarre. Were you weird. born in Jersey or were you born somewhere yeah. else? You came to, where were you born? I was born in India. We came here when I was two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do you remember anything about that time? Not really. Because I was like two. Yeah. yeah. We you would were, go back yeah. a lot. So I like have like childhood memories. But yeah. Do you, do you what is your first memory? What is my first memory? Maybe um, just like an image or like. 
Yeah, I think it's just like kind of like toddling around the first home that we lived in in mm. Jersey. Was it a house or was it uh, an no, apartment? No, it was like an apartment. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember mm. liking India or liking Jersey or like having like a difference in your mind between the two? I remember like as young as like four years old, adults asking me if I preferred India or America <laughs> and being like, like the weight of that question weighing on me at four years old being like, oh, I can't offend them or like, oh, there's good oh, things about this. Yeah. There's bad things about it. I can't I can't just be like easy answer. That's a huge thing for you to process as a kid being like oh i need to really think about how my answer will affect this person yeah i don't know why I it's a very it adult hard. thought i don't mean to act like i was like super precocious at four years old but another memory that, not, not to jump topics too hard. No, go, go for, for a jump this is another memory that i have that also like feels too precocious for four years old mm. but uh i remember being in india with like my family and my great-grandfather talking about like receiving like he's old enough where like he was educated by the british mm. and like he was like in his 90s and like kind of talking about them in like a weirdly positive way uh and i remember going up to mom and being like mom i'm like four and i'm like aren't the british the bad guys and she's like yeah your grandpa great grandfather's kind of an idiot don't worry <laughs> and i was like yeah that's that's one of the earlier memories too wow <laughs> shout out for your mom for being like yeah fuck those old people yeah yeah <laughs> your yeah, mom was so real it's kind of all it it comes down to sometimes yeah. yeah we just had sharia on and she was talking about how her grandparents are kind of racist towards mm. black people mm. even though like they're i thought you were pointing to me for yeah, a second towards <laughs> lucas yeah <laughs> We yeah. had Sharia on, and she was super racist to Lucas. Oh my god! Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snaps. 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 She's my favorite white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Oh, it was a great episode. Oh, it was so yeah. Do you feel like so when you were that young, were you like hyper aware of how adults reacted to you, mm. or like bit. reacted to like the world around you? Yeah, I could like kind of tell that like. Like what they wanted to hear, I think I could like if it was like someone in India, they probably wanted to hear that India was better. Like yeah. I feel like I could kind of tell that like they had something in mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I ask like how did that make you? Did you enjoy going to see family when you went to India, or were you like okay now I need to put up this maybe not a facade, but I really need to like uh, uh, pay attention to what I say? Did it was that ever like taxing on you, or were you like no I'm looking forward to this? Oh. That's interesting. No, I, I feel like uh, it was still like enjoyable for sure. Um, if anything, like as I get older, I feel like there's more of an element of like, um, you know, I'm just kind of like, like I can't explain everything about my life. Like this all wouldn't make as much sense. I guess it still would because they have like podcasts and shit. Yeah. But like if anything, I'm, I mean, like. I think I didn't weigh too heavy, but like as I get older, just like I haven't been to India since COVID, I guess. So like maybe it's just like it would not actually be a big deal. When was the last time you went? 2019. Gotcha. My cousin got married. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a bad job answering your question. No, 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 no. You're not doing a bad job at all. No way. How was how was the experience of going to your cousin's wedding? It was it was fun. I I do remember it was like at a hotel and there was like another hotel across the street where there was another wedding happening. And at one point 
they were like doing like some small quiet part of my cousin's wedding mm-hmm. and the wedding across the street was like pouring out into the street and like oh a lot more fun and like Myself and half of the wedding, like, kind of just left our wedding to go watch. The <laughs> yeah, it was it was a much better. Time. They gave into the FOMO. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, my god, wedding crashers. Yeah, it was truly like, can we get some of your good vibes? We can <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's I love any wedding. Like the dynamics of, I love love, but I also love watching weddings fall apart <laughs> i feel like i've been a plus one at a weird amount of weddings for people who Ugh. like aren't my friends okay. i want that to happen more i want to be a plus one at other people's yeah, wedding where shit goes Just wrong start dating oh women older than you <laughs> and it will happen uh-huh. that's a great right. suggestion lucas and i will be at like a very fancy wine bar later <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm just be like, oh my god! I wish a sugar mama was here to buy me a drink. I'm so- now just because she's older than you, is she a sugar mama? Nah, but it's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that she won't give him cash? Look at that adorable face. Why wouldn't she give him cash? <sighs> That's true. She'd give him some sugar. She'd give him yeah, some sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a sugar mama? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> If there are any sugar mamas listening to hey, this podcast, I, I I once had a DM from someone offering to be a sugar mama for me. Oh, uh, you said like, no? re- Was it real? I, I I don't know if it. I don't know if it was real or fake. But she was like, "Hey, I'm not asking you to like be romantic or sexual with me. I just want to spend some time with you. I will pay you two fifty a week." Way to put herself down. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you don't have to do a thing. <laughs> yeah. You just have to sit there and be yourself. She was very Damn. self-effacing to the point where I was like, I almost want to spend time with you just to build you up a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are sex workers who like don't sleep with their clients. And their clients just give them money. Yes. Just to hang. Well, just to hang. Just, it's because like so many men, really what they're devoid of is intimacy. Yeah. It's not just about sex. It's that they often can only find intimacy through sex. Yeah. And it's a it's a very sad thing about our culture. Yeah, it's sad. That's it why is. more men should start podcasts. That's true. For the intimacy. <laughs> that because this is pretty intimate this is nice this is very nice i feel like i've been making more eye contact with the two of you than we ever made (laughs) (laughs) in the real world yeah are you a big eye contact guy i don't know i don't know if i am or not you tell me does it giving you more i like the the eyes i i i love your eyes but but can i beautiful blue eyes what are you thank you shush stop flirting you dude (laughs) oh my god (laughs) actually trying to fuck save it for the sugar mamas yeah yes yeah save for the patreon exclusive do you do you worry ever about eye contact like it being too much or too little this feels like one of those like we're still at step one and this you're at like check 20 on the list of being a normal person Mm. i'm like oh yeah i I could be new and anxious about that but i haven't gotten there yet but that's healthy i think what you're describing is actually healthy you're like i don't have time to worry about that i need to worry about other things and Mm. that's good thank you yeah i would agree I um do you guys think a lot about eye contact? Is this somewhere where I actually do. I feel like when I was younger, I got raised to my mom specifically was like make eye contact with people and she kind of taught it to me like it was this like social key that like unlocks people to mm. feel more comfortable around you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's do you think it works? Cuz I, I do feel so much more secure as you look at me. Really? I do think it works. I feel very secure looking in your eyes. You have a very you have a warm eye. 
Um, I've been told I have a playful little look in my eyes. You definitely, <laughs> you you got that yeah. playful look, girl. Mischievous. Oh yeah. Mischievous. Spicy. <laughs> I just start singing I, yeah. jazz. I'm trying to think Stand. of I'm trying to think of stuff that I was told as a as a kid in order to like make other with the intention of like making other people feel comfortable i think i was just told to be quiet <laughs> i think that's that's the main thing i was told they were just like don't talk i was like okay like oh, and no. so yeah it was never it was never worried about eye contact or um or physical anything like that it was uh it was always like hey lucas stop talking uh-huh. were you an only child i was an only child were you an only child no i have an older brother Okay. So. What's your relationship like with him? We're very close. I feel He's like... recently moved here, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He moved to Brooklyn recently. Um, we're very close. I feel like we're maybe closer than like a lot of siblings. We yeah. like, I don't know, we both like have similar interests. He's a musician. Oh, so that's sick. like he he does a lot of like creative stuff, mm. which is cool and like has a lot of experience with like AV equipment and stuff, so kind yeah. of like um helps out with like our show and things like that and then we kind of like like i trust his creative voice like he's like in that like i'm sure you guys have this as well where you have like a few select non-comic friends that like you would actually like be like hey do you like this like i trust your opinion Mm. and he's in that group that's that's a very specific and high compliment yeah, I think so. I think it like really is yeah. like yeah, no, like I I actually do trust your voice a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Um, do you have people like that in your life who are specifically non-comics? I think Sylvie. I I would trust her. I run. I would trust by her. her I run roast jokes by her. I run. I run everything by her. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that that like show that to me tells me that you guys have like a like a similar brainwave and like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, my favorite is she's recently been like. So she'll never do stand up, but she's been like, if I did stand up, here's what I'll talk about. And it's really cute because she'll start a premise and then she'll back right off. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you give us an example? I have it in my notes app. I've written down Sylvie's stand up. Oh, Oh, you know that expression like, does the Pope shit in the woods or something? Yeah. (laughs) So she was like, I love that expression. I think it's so funny. Uh, If I did stand up, I'd do a joke about it. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what what would you do? And she said, I'd go up and just say, does the Pope? And I'd let the audience finish it. And I was like, no, no, you can't do that. (laughs) I I love that. It's really precious. I, love I, that. I do love like the stupid ideas that pop in your head where you're like, no, no, I shouldn't do that, but it's so funny to me. Do you yeah. have one that you're working on? I have one that I thought like popped into my head today, and I don't think I should ever work on this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share it if you want. Uh, yes, please, please, if you can. Yeah. Uh, so the thing, uh, I don't, let me try to remember it. I think it's basically being like, so the thing about the setup to this joke is that it's actually the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I like it. I like, I like it. that. <laughs> it's really bad. It's so stupid that it's perfect. It's also, I've never seen you do a delivery like that. So I was like, what is this? Yeah, same. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, ham it up. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot. <laughs> I, but I think if you heard that at a mic, you'd be mad at me. No. no I I'd be dialed in. I'd be like, I cannot fucking wait to see what Akshay is about to do. <laughs> We're, we're, I don't even know where I would go from that, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you oh you don't even, you just have that intro in your mind. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, see, yeah. It's just like a line that popped in my head this morning. Yeah. But um, I love that when you're writing, you're like, 
okay, this, like, there's just one line that I think is funny or there's just one goofy premise, but, like, y- like the tags or whatever will come later. It's just, like, you're, like, yeah. drilling, oh, yeah. like, whatever yeah, in yeah, your yeah. mind. When did you start doing stand-up? In college. I okay. started, like, a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. nice. How did you... Do, were you always, like, a comedy guy or how did you get into it? I was just... Yeah, I was, like, a big comedy nerd. I was, like, a big art nerd in general in, like, middle and high school. I, I feel like I thought i wanted to make music in high school and i like attempted to poorly very poorly and like talk about what you played because i remember you on my radio show with uh, tina steven called what's your spiral you spoke what? about how your parents sort of like really encouraged you and your brother to be musical and artistic if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah they definitely yeah. like kind of both like put us in like put us both in vocal lessons as kids like Carnatic awesome. music yeah uh which is like a classical indian style and then kind of like pushed us towards instruments um i was not very good at the piano i took like piano lessons for like a year or two but i played the drums in like middle school band and stuff but like i mean again i mentioned my brother's like a real musician i was like really into like like the like way art artists would like approach their like artistic process and stuff mm. or like watch a lot of interviews about like how they would kind of like you know like structure their brains to like Mm. be artists um and i would do this with musicians and comics and i think like eventually i just kind of had this moment of like oh i'm not gonna be an incredible musician like it's just like not gonna happen like the people that are incredible musicians know who they are but like you know who you are yeah you know who you are but like yeah i and then i like started like trying to write jokes and then just like was like oh wait no i i enjoy this and like feel like i i actually like am decent at this and like can Mm -hmm. like like you know i'm not i'm not like 20 years behind like a piano virtuoso like i feel like i could hold my own who were uh some early comedic influences on you who Uh, were like your your guys all right so Okay, this is kind of a deep pull, but like the first comedians I ever heard of, I don't know if you're gonna. Do you, do you have you ever heard the name Dan Nanan? No, maybe. Yeah, I don't know Dan Nanan. He's uh not not particularly famous, but he's like kind of famous for being kind of a crazy guy. Like okay. he's he does a lot of like corporate gigs and stuff. And apparently for the last few years, he's been emailing anyone he knows in comedy like, hey, sorry, haters and losers. I'm making a ton of money on these corporate gigs. Uh, <gasps> OK, <laughs> so love that. Suck my butt. Uh, but like okay. he isn't like he's only basically had like three jokes his entire career. And one, of them, <laughs> one of them is. Wait, how do you spell Nanan for anyone who wants to look him up? N-A-I-N-A-N. And okay. this is one of the first stand-up comedy jokes I ever heard in my entire life. And also like kind of famous for being like a dumb joke. But one of his like most famous jokes is he's half Japanese and half Indian. Mm-hmm. So he says that he. What was the joke? Uh. I think it was I'm um, half Japanese and half Indian, so I get my sushi from Seven Eleven. Oh, I think yeah. that was the joke. Yeah, I forgot the joke, which sucks for you who must have loved hearing that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he's like pretty hack, but like had a lot of jokes about being half Indian and half Japanese. So uh-huh. I remember like seven years old, my older brother like showing us these jokes. And then, like, Russell Peters was, yeah, like, also, like, at a very young age. And then, like, in middle school, I remember watching, like, Aziz and Daniel Tosh and, like, people like that. 
and then John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Like, I honestly always had a soft spot for Daniel Tosh. Like, I know it's like edgelord shit, and I don't like him very much now, but he's talented. I think yeah. the stand-up jokes are really good. I they think I, I like his stand-up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is, one of my favorite jokes is he's like, how does Superman fly faster? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, is it just more... <laughs> <laughs> that really got to me i was like that's that's fucking good that was a really yeah. yeah no he's he's good no i think he is like one of those from that like era of like dumb guy or like like big loud guys mm. i feel like he actually had like good writing yeah yeah like, he did for sure yeah. for sure he was like like dane cook good tether yeah i mm. think yeah like dane cook but like smart like, yeah, she thought about it for. Half Feels a like a Canadian Dane Cook, <laughs> even though I think he's American. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it feels anti-American that you called him a Canadian. Yeah, Dane yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. But that's but not very I'm, patriotic. Of you. I'm not roll. I'm not. I'm not walking back from it. All right, that's fair. I, is there a way we could make your bigotry a little more interstate? Yeah, <laughs> tri-state bigotry, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's say a um, uh, 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 Providence, Rhode Island Dane Cook. Ow! Ooh. Ow! that too Spike. spicy for that's you a, that's guys a thinker for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone at brown university is burning pitchforks and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're mad yeah good oh god <laughs> um so then when you like first started being like okay i want to get into comedy do you remember like the first open mic you went to it mm. was like for years i was just like doing comedy things like within my college which yeah. is like gotcha. not the right way to do it if you're a little kid and you're thinking about doing comedy don't do that you're wasting your time but <laughs> i did that for years i was just like doing things at my college. i would i would disagree in that i would say that wherever you feel safest to experiment and just get yourself on stage and get those like first time jitters out i think that is your first priority when you're starting out okay fine get those first time jitters out and then go to a real mic and get new jitters. yes yeah, <laughs> get new sure. jitters then bomb all over again definitely yeah. yeah that's that i agree with yeah 100%. that is a thing you gotta always be getting new jitters yes yeah that's, yeah. that's so true because yeah i started out uh doing a class which like I've heard like some people say, oh, you should or you shouldn't. But that uh, I've said before that the reason I did it was not so I could learn about stand up, but just so I could just start and get my first time out of the way. Yeah. In a way that I felt safe. And That's it was it, the right choice for me. OK. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. life. But I, I did the same thing. But life changed when I started going to open mics because really? I yeah. like I think I remember like having that thing of like, what if everyone hates it? Because I was always more afraid to bomb in front of peers than to bomb oh, in front absolutely. of audience. For whatever reason, yeah, like yeah. not that I don't have massive respect for audiences because I I do respect audiences, but there's something about if comics hate you, it's like this gross ickiness. I know what you mean, right? Yeah, it's yeah. oh, it's easily worse because an audience member you're probably never going to see them again. Another comedian you're going to see them again. Yeah, it's it's it makes too much sense why you would care more about them. I yeah. do for sure. Absolutely. Because, like, you're there to get better, but you're also like, open mics are kind of auditioning with yeah, amongst your yeah, peers. Yeah. So, like, you feel, I've for years felt like so, like, burdened by that feeling of, like, oh, if I do bad at this mic, everyone's going to think I'm, like, mm. unfunny. Yeah. yeah. Like, bad. And, like, and I. I hosted a show on my own earlier this month for the first time, and I was so much more concerned about what the comics I had booked on that show, the experience they were going to have, rather than anything to do with the audience. I, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I've been, like, hosting a show and worried about what 
the person I booked is thinking of my set more than like the mm. audience. Just because, yeah, it's like stupid, but on some level, it's like it feels like that's the more permanent relationship. So that's definitely. Like the, but I I feel like it's like it took me a while, but it is nice when you're like finally able to like let go of like the the auditioning at a mic feeling and like yes. truly just like trying things. Yeah. I've recently started being like, oh, that was terrible, and it was good that. I was allow I was able to like allow myself mm. to be terrible. I'd love to know if you have any strategy about material you do at mics. Do you think I'm gonna sort of sandwich this brand new bit in between stuff that works, or are you like I'm gonna try all new stuff and it'll do as well as it does? What do you What do you do? I, I think I do both. Sometimes it's like because like there's some things where it's like oh I feel like I I need to like get people on my side for this to work, but then sometimes after like doing that a couple of times it's like. Oh, does this only work if they're on my side? Mm. I should try it cold and like see what happens there. I don't yeah. know. I think I've been like maybe trying to like take more risks and and be less like, oh, I, everything needs to be sandwiched. Everything needs to yeah. be like, slowly building. That's good. That's a stage I'm trying to get to. Oh, I feel like from the outside, it looks like you you take a lot of risks and like you show I up see you eating shit Luke yeah. no, no, I'm <laughs> kidding I'm kidding I I'm, see the material you do you should you should be ma- sandwiching it better I'm so sorry no, no. I meant only in the no, sense no, of no, like no, not at all I was fucking with you like yeah, yeah, you no, like show up with like a whole new chunk yeah that mm. kind of like yeah you write yeah and okay. there's like a like I write in like little pieces and then I connect when I'm like oh I feel like that can connect to that but you you write a whole thing mm. and then you're like that is really cool to me. Oh, that's very sweet. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I will say I get worried that I do too much of one subject anytime, uh, anytime for my material. And I'm worried. I'm like, oh, I should probably do something more observational. I think this is, I think I've gotten, I, I get, I go, I get to points where I think I'm getting too autobiographical to the point yeah. where it's becoming hack. I get worried about that. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, honestly, it's a relief to hear you say it because I thought, like, it is one of those things that I guess we all feel. Yeah. And I like, kind of feel like you're like going back and forth between like, am I being too like autobiographical and like navel gazy or yeah. am I being like too observational and silly? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, do you, do you feel like you're as more of a storyteller, sort of an autobiographical comedian? Would you say you're that? Probably not. I'm trying to tell more stories. I'd like to yeah. like tell more. I feel like this might be too earnest to say recorded, but I feel like honestly, um, I've been making a lot of dumb jokes, and like nice. I feel like I've been like, I I really like writing a nice, well crafted joke, but it it feels like it's taking me a while to like feel like actually comfortable like talking about myself and not like explaining myself, mm. you know? Because it feels like a lot of things. If I were to talk about them, I have to be like, okay, so this is that, and this is like X, Y, and Z to get the context you would need. So yeah. I feel like I'm trying to like be more autobiographical in ways that aren't just like representation, but just like honest. Yeah. Vulnerability on stage is really hard. And sometimes I think it leads to like you were kind of saying like the sort of navel gazy versus the observational and silly. Like I think that sometimes autobiographical can be silly. Like that's the route I'm trying to go. It's that's like what a- I love. Yeah. autobiographical silliness. 
Yeah, I think that's the yeah. sweet spot. Or the something. best thing is when yeah. you can unify all parts of all sides of your brain into a story or a bit or anything where you get to have all of those dimensions. Yeah, that's really the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally feel like it's the best things are where you get to like be like kind of like an old kind of silly from a whole new perspective kind of. Mm. Yes. You know? Yes. Where it is kind of like. Like, simple, funny things are funny, but, like, when you get to, like, kind of come at it from a new angle or something. I don't know. Not to, like, tell my own joke, but I feel like one of my favorite jokes that I've ever written, honest to God, is when I say that, like, um, I'm an immigrant. My father came to this country with only eight inches in his pants. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Phenomenal. It's so good. It's so good. I feel like that's, it's like the, like. It's such a Trojan horse of a joke. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like the autobiographical but silly. It feels like the yeah. perfect combo of the two. And, and the most important part about it is it is real. I have seen your dad's eight inch dick. That's, that's awesome. Dude, yeah. people kept asking me if it was true. And I was like, how do I know? <laughs> what? Like, why would I? Come on. You shouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's not a good thing to know. <laughs> so many people were just like earnestly like, really? I, lo- I love the joke. Aaron actually quoted it to me the other day about when you like come out as queer to your mom. Your mom's like, why can't anything just be normal? <laughs> Wait, my mom hasn't heard that joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I thought that was... <laughs> Both of your faces were like... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God flushed. Yeah. Oh my God. But I love so that good. like, you know, you're you're like a, you know, queer comic, but you also like... You're like out here being like, here's my real experience. Like, here's like how I've been feeling about this. But you're not, I don't know. You're not like. You're queer, but you're also genuine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which many gay people are liars. And, and that is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't know. I feel like there's been this. I've been feeling this as a gay comic. This like there's been this hunger from bookers for like our stories in a way that's exploitative. Mm. in a way that's like all right we're gonna put you on the show for your little gay jokes and it's like sometimes i want to do stuff about like uh you know why seven eight nine yeah yeah i just want to do goofy shit like i don't want to yeah do you know what do have you been experiencing that ever like i definitely understand where you're coming i i understand exactly what you mean i i think so i will be honest okay i i I just noticed who Lady Bur- Bib is directed by. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but it's you don't very have to. Funny. Is a, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got it's hard right. distracted. Yeah, it says uh, Lard Bib. Yeah, Lard Bib. But the written and directed by is very funny. Yeah, uh, I don't. Can I say that word? Can we? Can uh, you say that word? I don't even know if I can say it. I actually once said that word. This is like the terrible guys. For the the word we're saying is. Um, um it's 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 an anagram of Geta Greta Gerwig. Yeah. An exact anagram of Greta Gerwig. So for those of our younger listeners in the early 2000s and 90s um you could call a certain kind of white boy something that rhymes with the n word. Yeah. Uh, and it and starts, starts with, with a w. letter to w. Uh, that's what we're talking about. That was a word that was actually used in culture at some point. Mm. The two thousands were wild. People yeah. don't know. Insane time. People don't know. Thank God I blocked it out from my memory. No, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy. I think about the two thousands sometimes. Do you guys remember Terry Shivo? No. Yeah. Oh, was was Terry Shivo the woman who was in a coma? Yes. And like there was like a big debate over if they would actually like administer like an assisted suicide for her. 
Yeah. Um, I remember being like seven and like seeing the name on the news and being like, I don't understand what's going on, but at some age I will. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Yeah she, was, yeah, she was on like life support and all that stuff. And it was like a big debate over, over whether she sort of had rights. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think she had rights because she's a woman. Thank Not you. Not because she was on assisted Thank suicide. you for being brave. I yeah. know. Yeah. Thanks is, for... she, is she alive? I don't know. I unfortunately, I think the right thing to say is hopefully not. Right? Yeah, given the context, because yeah, I think she probably. did want. Yeah, to get out. yeah it yeah, feels yeah. like a very dark joke. I don't normally do dark humors. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you saw the Greta. Yeah, yeah I saw that. the Greta. Something word. I I wanted to ask you is how have your parents seen your stand up, and if so, how do they feel? Yeah, they've seen like a, a fair amount of it. Um, I think my dad would like me to slow down when I'm telling jokes sometimes mm. more. No, I'm kidding. I, I, no, my dad was telling me like he watches a lot of like late night TV and stuff. Like I grew okay. up like watching The Daily Show and The Colbert Report mm. at dinner time. Oh, no. with uh, your parents? Yeah, nice. Um, so like he still watches a lot of like like he takes the train to work and like will just like watch late night or like listen to like late night recordings and stuff. Um, so randomly one day he was like, so I was watching a bunch of your old clips on YouTube and I had some notes and I was like, <laughs> don't, don't do this. Yeah. I don't want to hear him. And then he was like, uh, I just basically, if you don't want to hear him, all I would say is you should slow down more. And I was like, fuck, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I I, I'm mad that that's actually good advice. But uh, no, yeah. overall, they don't listen to a ton of it. Um, but they've heard like some clips here and there. Mm-hmm. They've been to a show in college cool okay yeah was it at all nerve-wracking when you knew that they were going to come see your show i think a little bit yeah um they're pretty like understanding about like yeah i'm not gonna like get every detail of what you're doing or like i'm not gonna like love you cursing all the time but like Mm. you're you're doing you yeah yeah and you're a very swear word heavy comic there's anything i know about this guy I, I can't keep it clean yeah. for even one gosh darn second. <laughs> Blue as they gosh come. Gosh darn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah. You're always swearing. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Lolly Ooh. Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. But I, I forget we were to. Oh, yeah. The kind of like exploitativeness of like being newly. When did when did you like come out as like oh, kind of a queer yeah, guy? Oh yeah, we were talking about that before. Mm. Lard bib. Um, yeah. Lard bib. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if I know what people because like like this feels silly, but like I don't know if they think they're getting like a queer comic or a brown comic, you know, mm. added to mm. the lineup. I don't know what people think they're adding to a mix when when they're adding me. So I don't know if if I'm not giving what they want or not, you know. I mean, I personally just think people are like, oh, we're getting a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but there is a certain element of like when you're mm. uh, trying to push yourself as a comic, you are like promoting yourself as this person. And then like all of the kind of diversity elements do come with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that like I sometime like more often than not, the not white element is what what is being seen in me which is like good or bad i don't care uh i know i'm not like trying to like complain or anything mm-hmm. i think that is more noticed than like queerness just yeah. like objectively uh, if you are have you done any of like those like like a queer only show and did, yeah have you felt pressure to do more of that kind of material or like talk about it more than you otherwise would i wouldn't say pressure i have been like oh uh, this might work more or like mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so i've been like oh let me like do more of these gotcha. or i 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever felt like a negative pressure, but just like, oh yeah, I don't think these jokes are like getting used as much, but um, I want to work on them. And I just feel like this audience will like be more interested or like take it in a more interesting direction. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's like little things. Um, I don't know. You just like you don't like where you wouldn't expect Mm. like a new interesting thing to happen. Yeah. I love that about doing stand up when there's like a certain kind of audience, whether it's like younger, older, whatever, like more racially one way or the other way. Like there's like little tags or jokes that like work or don't work in one room. And there's like always it, it, sometimes it's the energy in the room. Sometimes it's whoever went before you. But like that's the thing about live performing is just monitoring those tiny changes. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about it. Yeah, totally. I um do you guys do this thing where like before you go up at a show, do you feel like you're like kind of building a model of like what this audience is like? Yes. And like what mm. how do you do you think it like affects either your your material or your delivery or, or crowd work or anything like that or like how do you think it affects what you do when you get up there? I th- for me, I think that it either raises the idea of responsibility in my mind or it absolves me of responsibility for how the crowd is going to take it that's interesting i will Can you if expand i on the first part of that yeah it's um if like well if a crowd is like really quiet when i hear someone who i know is a killer mm-hmm. then i think oh i care less about how well Fair. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah yeah and then i think oh this is a crowd that's not going to respond to obviously great material. So if I don't do as well, I'm like, I'm not going to judge myself as much. But if they're like real, if they're like really excited and loud, then I think, okay, this is a really fun crowd. And I, I feel like I know how to like come out swinging and with like really good quick stuff to like hook them in. Uh, But also if I don't do well, then I, then I will like flagellate myself for that reason as well. For sure. I know. I, okay. Yeah. I get exactly what you mean then. Yeah. 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 I kind of do that same thing. I feel like I'm more quick to do it when I'm not on a show or like if a friend's on a show and it's just like a crowd that's like holding back and I'm like, this crowd's all fucking idiots. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how <laughs> yeah. to listen to a joke. You're a genius. Don't respect this crowd. You know? Yeah. 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 I do love feeling like that. Yeah. I love I love when you like walk in and the host is like doing their host set and you get to watch I host a lot of shows, so I feel like the other comics glean a lot of information off of what the host does that does and doesn't work. So when I do a host set, I do all kinds of material just to see what will hit and what will miss. And it's more about giving the comics information so that when they go up, oh. they're like, oh, this is the kind of thing that works. That's it's so almost interesting. Like, it's almost like you're like, as a host, you're playing Battleship yes. to tell yeah. the rest of the people on the lineup where the ships are. So that they can know where to hit. Mm. That's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are really just like kind of like seeing like what excites them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like throwing spaghetti at that damn wall. You know? Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's I. That is such an interesting thing about like what goes on with a host. I never realized that you did that. When you, it's only when you talk to other people who host a lot, where they're like, yeah, like hosts just like because I would just like bomb a lot hosting, and I'd be like, why is this happening? And hosts would be like, this happens all the time. Mm. It's because yeah. like it's not necessarily your job to kill. Like most of the time, it is because if you go up and do stand up, the idea is you have to make the audience laugh. Obviously. Mm. Oh. Sorry, I gotta go write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta write it down. But there was like recently one time where I 
did a host set it didn't go very well and i was being really hard on myself and the girl who booked me was like don't worry about it like i would have fucking died up there like that crowd was really harsh wow and everyone else did well after you so you like fell on the sword for us i was like fuck yeah can i ask do you like uh are there hosting sets where you like do you enjoy talking to the crowd, like doing crowd work? I love crowd work. I really? love, I, I wouldn't say I'm like that great at it yet. Like I'm trying to learn, but I love, cause I like talking to people in general. Like mm-hmm. it's fun for me to just like know what somebody, like when, whenever people are like, why does the host ask me what I do for work? It's like, cause we want to know, mm. <laughs> you know? I like, yeah. do you host a lot? Well, you host your uh, Fits and Giggles show. Yeah, but we didn't, we would not ever really talk to people at that one one because it felt like too much of a risk of like talking to like someone you actually know yeah and like eli and i would like have like prepared little things that we wanted to get into i like have been doing more crowd work as of late and it is fun to just kind of be like hey what's your deal and like (laughs) exactly like yeah and like just like you feel like lower stakes when you're just like having a conversation yeah but i am still i do sometimes find myself like I ask someone a question and they answer and I'm just like, cool. Yeah. That's, really cool. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of with yeah. crowd work is just, is just nothing coming to my mind to say where I'm like, that's a fair answer to the question. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm so afraid of that. <laughs> and then just drawing a blank and then just like fumbling. I like, I'm, I get really anxious about that. Yeah. No, I did that this week. I was, I did a show at like a, at a friend's like rooftop lounge thing. It was like a fancy building. And, uh, the whole audience, like, they were cool, but, like, every time it would get near money, they would get a little, like, mm. touchy. Mm. It felt, like, very, like, don't ask me how my pay, how I pay my rent kind of vibe. Right. And so I was trying to, like, do some crowd work and be like, oh, like, what do you do? And the one person I talked to, he was like, I'm an actor. And I was like, that's a bad example of what I'm trying to get at. Here. <laughs> I want to be like, a hedge fund guy or something. Yeah. And I was just like, cool, dude. Yeah. You're a brown guy who's an actor. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. It's coming for my gig. <laughs> Will yeah. you, do, are you an actor? No. 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 Have I, you any interest? Yeah. I think it'd be fun. It'd be nice. But it also does feel like one of those things where like, I think it would be like fun to do an exciting role or like something like mm. comedic or like work with my friends and make things. But I am not like professionally trained in any way and it does feel like there are people who like pour a lot of their like life and like effort into like being actors so like it does kind of feel silly Mm -hmm. to like shoot out like just like a random self-tape at someone and they're like who the fuck is this guy who's just like does a does a lot of open mics in new york you know yeah like it does feel like another field that but would it not make you would you how would you feel if you got like a really big role having only that experience get like goddamn i must be like a, a fucking diamond in the rough oh you feel nice yeah, yeah. you feel lovely yeah. Yeah, if anyone sure. wants to cast this guy do right now he's available yeah he's available but uh before we get into uh how let's see how, how you go with this transition yeah let's let's see how i let's see how i go with this transition before we gas you up your performative abilities we would like your <laughs> listen I don't know what I'm fucking... This is why I'm afraid of... Performative abilities. I don't know. I'm not good at coming up with words on the fly. My best friend, not a comedian. Uh, Her name's Juliet. Definitely someone I run jokes by. Incredibly funny person. She went to a party of comics one time with me. And uh, she went up to Lucas and Tina and was like, You know, I really love you guys. You're all so performative. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We were like, what? And she meant that we were all comedians, but she... (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway. No, she pegged your ass, dude. Yeah. Lucas, very performative. Color my ass pegged. It's. <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't lay out my fantasies like that. <laughs> but we do have some listener submissions that we would love uh, you to comment on. I'm going to grab my phone. That's crazy. So basically, these listeners, they write in. And it's sometimes it's like asking for advice. Sometimes it's just like, here's my day. Why don't you tell like you comment about it? So okay. anything you want to say to these people, if you want to tell them, fuck you. Yeah, it's within your right. Fair. Yep. Um, I have one pulled up and it's incredible. Beautiful. How do I get my ex? <laughs> Sorry. How do I get my ex-boyfriend to stop writing lesbian fan fiction about my friend group? My ex-boyfriend, 16 male, and me, 15 female, have known each other since we were five when we got together over the summer, but broke off due to mental health issues. You were five. <laughs> wait, I love how much drama there. I'm sorry. My brain didn't fully clock. <laughs> no, wait, wait. They started again. When started she was again. Five? Okay. My ex-boyfriend, 16 male, yes. and me, 15 female, yes. have known each other since we were five. Yes. We got together over the summer. So that's very. Oh, so they got oh. together recently, okay, just okay. very recently. They okay. didn't break it off due to mental health issues when they were five. I was okay. confused about that. But <laughs> so broke yeah. off due to mental health issues and him being overly possessive. Okay. My whole friend group contained one queer girl besides me, while the other two would just flirt with each other despite being straighter than a beanpole. Yeah, right. Whenever he writes stories, all the queer main characters are based off my lesbian friend. He would ship my friends together to make a whole new story based off real people. It's gone to the point where it's almost a fetish and makes me uncomfortable. But he never writes queer stories about me. That's it. That's (laughs) the submission. The last line really spins it all around from like, this is just fucking weird to like, Like, why am I not a main character? Yeah. I I, to FOMO it's like she wants to be a part of it yeah which isn't that the truest thing where you're like this person's a freak but like why am I not included in their freak behavior yeah yes. yeah, yeah is why isn't that stranger on the subway masturbating to me yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a guy from our high school who like kind of like clockwork every year like dm everyone from our high school be like hey what's up how's your life going and then not respond to them but it like everyone just sees it as him being kind of like is this person's life better should i like keep oh. them closer to me because they could give me something but like ev- all my friends are very annoyed by these messages from him i have never gotten one of those you know how insulting it is to not even Whoa. be like demonstrably valuable to this guy Oh, I would I would feel exactly the yeah. same way as you. Yeah. I'm insulted for, for you. Yeah. Right? It's like, I don't want to respond, but I also want the option. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you want to have to refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he clearly just doesn't think I will be successful in any way. Oh, fuck him. He's going to see you on this podcast and he's going <laughs> to oh, reach yeah. right I'm out. I'm with the nosy meerkats, bitch. Bitch. Yeah, that's right. Boom. Boom. Can yeah. I ask you guys how you got that name? We were talking about how we want to like gossip and get in everyone's business because mm-hmm. that's what we ask our listeners for is mm-hmm. like gossip from their personal lives. Yeah. Um, and Beautiful. I was talking about the show Meerkat Manor. Have you ever seen that show? No, but I think I'm familiar. It's this yeah. like hyper dramatic. It had its era. Uh, yeah. Uh, show about these um these meerkats and their like intense decisions to like you know kill their young and stuff like it's like very it's like hot goss. Wait. I mean, it's also sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, child a, murder, hot guy. Is this like a documentary? Or like yeah, it's a like a nature show. show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's it's what scripted I in the sense that there is an arc that's like anthropomorphized. Like, it's not the yeah. meerkats making their own stories. Yeah, they're not in the writer's room. 
the meerkat writer's room. So we're like weird. They didn't send in a packet. Yeah, but I like how you're like, the way you're describing it's like, yeah, it's scripted in that David Attenborough is reading from a script. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were like, oh, we're like, it's kind of an homage to the meerkat manner, but also it's an homage to like our our kind of gossipy ways. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, with this person who submitted, I think I I think I may understand why this guy doesn't write uh fan queer fan fiction about you is that I think that's maybe too much of a leap for him emotionally to see you that way. Oh, that's so real. Yeah, he, yeah. he still feels something for you, so he can't just exactly like, like ship he, you with a woman. Yeah, so I'm going to guess, I don't know, did she say that she broke up with him or did she say... Yeah, did she... the the reason they broke up was because he was overly possessive of her. Yeah. yeah, and so I think it makes perfect sense that he's, uh, that he doesn't, maybe, maybe that not that he doesn't like the idea of you being queer, but the idea of you engaging in like relationships really with anyone else maybe yeah. would, is just like too much for him. Like he's still, you're both still teenagers. This is a lot for you guys to deal with. Yeah. This is, yeah. That said, it's totally a fetish and it is weird. Oh yeah. No, he's, he's a, he's a wackadoodle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, as much as we might be able to like explain his behavior, it's still not your problem. Yes. Yeah. That you said it perfectly, and that's the goss. Indeed. Do you got? Do you got another pulled up? Oh, do I? Do you guys have any personal life gossip going on in your lives? Let me think about that. Um, do I? Oh my god, I feel like I it's been dry. Think I have yeah, right? personal I'm gossip going on as well. And, no, and I feel like... like it's so dry right now. I feel like I used to at some point have like really juicy situations, but nothing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Life's gotten too calm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything, right? Like everything yeah. just There's a new feels COVID variant. Yeah. That's that's some good <laughs> Hot goss. goss. Yeah. Some good goss. goss. The new Puss in Boots movie. I watched that. It was a fun movie. That's You watched it? It was always a great movie. I got to nice. check that oh, it's out. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah? But I have another submission. Okay. Up right here. I have hyperosmia. I really have strong aversions to smells. Like, it's not a joke. People really stink. But mm-hmm. also, but also we're supposed to. People don't realize all the smells we accumulate in a day. You have a normal scent from sweating and pheromones, but then you also go and brush your teeth with the mintiest toothpaste. You go and put shampoo in your hair that smells like lavender. You eat breakfast that now has like a ton of garlic or eggs, which, by the way, smell like wet dog slash rain. Uh, then you decide to drink coffee. You naturally then poop. And afterwards, you walk slash bike through the city, which has a variety of smells within itself. And not to mention the very cultural lunch that you chose to bring and <laughs> eat at work. You come home and lay with your cultural. dog. You come home and lay with your dog who laid in your bed and the bathroom floor. And lastly, have the nerve to try and kiss and cuddle with me. Like, seriously, no. Go shower with unscented soap because at the end of the day, for people like me, it's pretty bad. Like nosebleed starting in my brain bad. I know you're listening to this pod to the podcast, Eric. All I ask is that you really try to coordinate your scents better. Oftentimes, you smell like poop sprayed, sprayed after the shit, not before, like, the direction state. What? Wait, I'm no. sorry. I just had a stroke. Yeah, like, I think he got too mad by the end of that. Yeah. That. Um. Love you, Amy. Your wife and mother of your newborn son. <laughs> love you, Amy. Wow. Um. Ooh. I'm wondering if this hyperosmia is an effect of having just had a baby because I have, mm, I have seen on smart TikTok to blame the woman for yeah, blaming the woman. That's what I like to do. <laughs> but for real, it is a 
One thing I know is that uh, there was a there was a, a girl I went to college with who I was actually roommates with who told me that she's afraid to have kids because her mom and her grandma, after they had kids, they no longer could eat garlic. <laughs> they became like allergic. It became like their body just couldn't do it. Holy crazy shit. things happen. Did they to have the body. vampires? Like what? I, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Having a baby is how you activate the vampire gene. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, that's how that happened. Indeed. That's why in Twilight she had to get bit during the pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Which is the thing so that I knew. So she could eat garlic again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you that seen is... all the Twilight movies? No, I've seen none of them. I don't. I just knew that. For you some just reason. know. Yeah. yeah I, just... I don't know why I knew that. He's dialed in. I think I could. No, I don't think we should test it. But I think I could give a rough estimate of like the Twilight. Plot synopsis. Wait, 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 quiz him, quiz him, quiz him. What is the Twilight synopsis? All right. Um, girl, loner girl at high school meets family of old ass vampires. She falls in love with him. He's like, no, I'm bad for you because I'm 119, which is like a good reason to be bad for a person yeah. who is 16. Um, and, and then there's like all this like the league of vampires is like yeah you can't you can't do this relationship because it's bad so they take a bit of a break and then she meets werewolf boy and he's like well i'm not bad i don't know but there's some beef and then she goes back to the vampire boy and then she, she gets pregnant but why are we talking about this but like <laughs> you she, can't, she will die right. if she has the baby as a human because it's a vampire baby so she has to get bit that part is what i knew i have not seen any of the other movies but this sounds right that part i knew that actually is right obviously kind of got it down nuance but oh, the sorry. through line yeah you got you the major that. moves of it i yeah awesome. you know what you don't need the nuance yet because when you see it you'll see so much nuance you'll the nuance like, is oh. holding you back Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's, so that's true. true. This really is. Yeah. But um, you got it right. Uh, but with our uh, submission, Amy, who's <laughs> I, I would guess this is like this is an effect of I probably think this is probably like this is what happened with I'm <laughs> I'm saying so many words. No, it's just like really funny for you to be <laughs> like, Amy, thank you for writing in. I think this is on you. <laughs> I, I kind of think pregnant. it's on her. <laughs> I do. Why would you decide to get pregnant? I also love that the whole thing, it starts out with, I have this aversion. Then it talks about why any human being might have this aversion. Mm. Then it starts talking about how specific the aversion is to Eric. Then it's yelling at Eric. And then at the end, it's from me and our newborn son. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. holy Love shit. You. Like, Which, like, the newborn son needs those smells. That's how he, like, works out his nose and, like, yeah. learns to, like, smell different things. Definitely. I do, I will be honest, like, halfway through that letter, I got, like, distracted by the poetry of, like, all the smells. Yeah. Like, it did feel like you will smell the eight wonders of the world before you leave your house. Yeah. yeah. It was it was very visual. Yeah. I like oh. the cultural lunch. Amy, what are you bringing? That was hilarious. And what are you describing as cultural? Yeah. Yeah. And also, <laughs> this is very coded. husband, Derek. I don't think Derek is bringing that cultural lunch. <laughs> yeah. No offense. But, like, if he is, then you guys made it together. Like, yes. Yeah. I feel like they're eating fish sticks. <laughs> and wondering. that's pretty white i'm wondering yeah. if it's possible to make flavorful food that isn't like uh an intense smell is there a way to like make food in a way where it tastes really good but you don't actually smell it that intensely no smells are a part of life exactly like, yeah, yeah. i don't know i get that like you know there's a hyper aversion to smells but 
some smells are good. Yeah. I Not think, to her. I think smell is like a big part of taste. Like if you lose your sense Definitely. of smell, sense of smell, then you can't like you, everything just tastes blander. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Poor Amy. Yeah. Poor Amy. All also, right. I didn't realize these are like there. Who are these listeners? Like demographically, can we get a bit of a often mo- more often mm-hmm. than not? They're like kids and like around high school. But we obviously like we get some people that are like adults and like have kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like a, a, a small majority are like kids, though. OK. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. At least those that write in. Yeah. yeah. This one's serious, which I love is this. interesting. What do you think should come first, defining the relationship or saying I love you? <laughs> Context of time permits. I recently got out of a relationship that was not successful. Like it was literally dreadful. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. My ex asked me to be his girlfriend before he told me that he loved me. And to be honest, that made me feel uncomfortable. That's not the reason we broke up, but I do think it set the trend for many of the actions that later led to our breakup. I guess my logic is that if you love me, then you are making a conscious decision to take the next step. And each step after defining the relationship leads us to the ultimate step of marriage or at least commitment. And I also feel like when you say I love you before you become someone's significant other, it makes it less likely that you will depart the relationship. You are likely to push through challenges, ups and downs, and so on, because it's easier to walk away from something you never loved than to walk away from something you claimed you did. Am I wrong slash what do you all think? It's a heavy one. I think you're 17. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm sorry. I feel I feel so old and like like an annoying adult to be like, "Oh yeah, you're just young." But yeah. it really just does sound like like I've never like like never heard of saying that you love someone that early unless you're in high school. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, but I I've also I don't think I've ever heard of someone saying, "I love you" before you get in a relationship. Yeah. I do think it's an interesting question because I do think that even if you don't say I love you before you get in the relationship, generally speaking, when I've gotten a relationship, I already know that I'm kind of in love with the other person. That's Mm. true. Yeah, that's true. So it is it's kind of an explicit step to say, but I kind of get what this listener means. I think it will grow into a seed of something that's more like, okay, let's, you know, establish and define what we are before we go into this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I feel like uh, the only reason I didn't mean to be like disparaging to be like, I feel like they're 17. I feel like <laughs> you the, can disparage all you want. No, shut the know. fuck up. listeners. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I do. I want the kids to have some earnest answer. I don't know. I, just, I don't want to just be like, ah, you, you don't get it. But I, I feel like the only thing that feels like 17 about it is like her them being like, oh, I I like we got hung up on the fact that he asked me out before he said it. He loves me because I kind of agree with you where like one feels indicative of the fact that you love them. But like, no, I, I, like in my mind, saying you love someone is a step after actually being in a relationship. Yes. Of being like, no, no. Yeah. Like I'm actually like secure entirely. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. unless like you're like friends for a while and you and you feel like so strongly about someone that you just you have to tell them even if you're not in a relationship i thought about that but then wouldn't you say i'm in love with you not i love you yeah i yeah whoa that's a good point what is the difference of those wordings because i think like i don't know but if you if your friend said i love you you'd be like yeah of course you do 
You just like wouldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. To make it really You'd be specifically, like, oh, I love you too. It is only yeah, yeah, this yeah. meaning. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. in love with you for like, yeah, yeah. But that would also be a crazy thing to say to your friend. To be like, I know we've been friends for a while, but I think I am falling in love with you. Mm. Like I've told friends who I've had a crush on, I have a major crush on you, but I would not go so far as to be like, I am madly in love with you. That That's is fair. that is a softer way of saying. That being I think said, the same thing. Lucas, I'm madly in love with you. <gasps> I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some sugar. Yeah, you oh. can't feel it. The air just got warmer. It smells like roses now. Yeah, beautiful. Sorry. And Amy is mad. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> love me and our newborn son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well God. this has been a great time we're coming this to the a, end indeed yeah of oh, our podcast so and we have one final question for you we like to ask listeners how they think others well guests well guests sorry uh, yeah. we would ask listeners but they're not here yeah um just chew on it yeah, yeah just mm, chew on it yeah. marinate on this mm-hmm. so actually we're gonna ask you how do you feel like other people perceive you and then we'll tell you how we really perceive you. <laughs> and if this is a scary question, you can come at it from the perspective of like how someone who loves you perceives you. Oh, yeah, that's really sweet. I uh, I do think this question would have like sent me into a complete panic at- panic attack like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think we talked about this a little earlier, where I think people perceive me as like a little more put together than I actually feel. Mm. Uh, and on some level, I feel like what I've been trying to do is just kind of like meet them at their perception just be like yeah okay so i guess i can be put together like at the level i don't know that feels like too honest i don't know if no, I we want no you can truth. never be too honest yeah but yeah it really does i feel like um what well, there's a what is what is the phrase i've had this like little post-it I, I do a lot of like little post-it notes on my wall to like remind me of shit and uh, can i ask what sort of stuff yeah just like the dumb like kind of like you know, like, act like you've been here before. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the phrase that I have. That's just, like, like don't worry about people's perception. Or, like, just, like, let yourself, like, fill in to, to people's perception of you. Mm. Just, like, give them what they want, kind of, a little. Because it's usually not negative. People are usually like, oh, look at your face. It's inviting. <laughs> so just, like, kind of lean into that. Mm. It is an inviting face. And I think Definitely. that you kind of, like... Oh, I meant yours. Oh, you stop that. You stop that right now. No, I think enough. you've got the inviting face. No, no, no. I came on here to give compliments. That's right. <laughs> Nothing for you. We, oh, yeah. we withhold affection. Good. Bad face. Bad face. Bad face. Bad face. Bad <laughs> Great personality. Bad face. <laughs> we just whip you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That really did feel like a verbal lashing the way you said bad face. <laughs> bad face. We're like training you to do a trick. Bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that's my Ryan Seawitz. Bad face. Oh, that's good. Ryan Seawitz. <laughs> yeah. That's good. As a sailor myself. As a sailor myself, I know a bad face when I see one. That's good. Yeah. I don't I don't even think I As a sailor myself, I know I don't think I'm doing I it. think that's pretty good. Oh, I know it. I'm holding my breath for seven minutes without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's really good. I will say that I find you always a very one like a calming person to be around but always very receptive i've never felt like you were 
so open that or so like closed off that you couldn't hear if i needed to express something so i'm gonna push back on that but no yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) sorry yeah Uh. i've always i've always felt like oh i can let my guard down around this person oh that's so nice always i I feel like that's what i seek with people is like that feeling of like we can let our guard down yeah and any and anytime i see you on stage i'm like this guy is so fucking smart he's so fucking good at this yeah no that's that's untrue oh okay one last thing i feel like like a funny little anecdote that happened really i was talking to i don't remember who uh recently i was talking to someone about like oh i feel like i like talk dumb like i feel like i kind of like just like talk stupid on stage and stuff and she was like oh yeah you speak to the bottom of your intelligence and i was like fuck if i knew how to say that in those words i would have That's an amazing phrase. I don't even know you could put words like that together. Yeah, right? I said, I talk dumb. <laughs> Bottom of your intelligence. Yeah. I always perceived your joke writing to be like pretty smart, but not in a way that's scary. Eric. No, never. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I never yeah. want to like show off that yeah. I worked on. It's, it, it was never that I think this guy is smart. It's like, oh, I'm going to be taken on like a, a journey of words. Oh. But that's yeah. how... I know that you're like a good comic other than the fact that you make me laugh. But like, I think like there's a certain amount of like for, I think really smart people, there's a certain amount of pulling back where it's like, Oh, we have to understand that. Like not we, but like you uh, have to understand that like uh, audiences want to see the every man and they want to see people who speak to their experience. So when it's like on a cloud somewhere else, like sometimes that's kind of rarefied and different. So if you're, coming at it from the perspective of universality people like that and respect that and i think that's a smart perspective to have and that's why i've always thought you were like a smart guy i can't remember when we first met but i just remember thinking like this guy's really nice and really like um not someone who sometimes people come into mics or whatever and they're like expressing so much bravado like trying to show off or trying to show like I don't know, trying to be something that you're not, I feel like. And you just came... I feel like you come into situations as yourself. And I appreciate that about you. Oh, that's oh, yeah. so nice. I feel like when I met you, I did. I felt so like insecure and stuff. So that's like, nice. Uh, yeah, I was like... Didn't, <laughs> well, good. Yeah. good. Good to keep you down. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but seriously. And like, just to give some compliments around the table. No, no, no. I want you to know, primarily, this is us showering you with no, compliments this no, is us giving I, you that i want I, I want it to be clear that that is all this is meant to be yeah okay but yeah. i think i think lucas you bring like a kind of polish that is like genuinely like rare and impressive like, <laughs> I like that's from that. the very high compliment which is like crazy impressive and and like truly like i i try to emulate it I feel like when I think about like I'm incredibly how to like I'm very posed. I'm like channeling something of like your energy. And then Gabby, I feel like the way you like just your jokes are so fucking brilliant. Like every joke about your mom, I absolutely love. Like (laughs) like you really like you do do like incredibly every man kind of jokes where they like really are like there's like a thousand things happening and there's like something for everyone to figure out how they relate to, and they're just. Oh man, they're so good, dude. You're both you're both so talented. Oh. You're incredibly like, sweet. I feel like it's like a joke of like, oh, every comic's got a podcast. But I don't know that many people that do, and if two people should, it's the two of you. Oh. That really warms my heart. And do you that all hear me. that? Yeah. Do you all hear that? That's why you're here. Don't yes. take away their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Liberals? <laughs> this is what the media wants. Yeah. So, actually. 
please talk about uh, so this is going to be coming out on thursday next week uh tell the people one where they can find you online and where they can possibly see you live oh okay so online uh my handle is akshay psa that's a-k-s-h-a-y psa um live i don't remember my calendar i have a i'm on carly and jordan's show on february 6th or 9th i think that'll be very fun it's at a weed shop that's what they told me uh i got some other things but you should check my instagram because they will have the dates because i don't remember them right now nice akshay psa beautiful hell yeah yeah uh oh uh, for me uh february hold on day of the week is it it's saturday next week uh february 4th i'm doing three shows oh. at uh, the grizzly pair in midtown with uh oh. che Durena and demetrius fields uh nice. they're uh two comedians both with like a insane tiktok followings and like two of the shows have sold out already and so that's why the third one was added and i'm very i'm very uh lucky and excited to be on that show as well Espy is on one of them that's exciting Ooh, i think she may be hosting i'm not sure but yeah, um but yeah i'm very excited for those so uh let me see february 15th i believe i'm also doing a show at saint mark's uh comedy club and Beautiful. uh i will also hopefully very soon with my uh co-producer be getting a second date and a new venue in the books for uh my uh show that i host called first impressions so Ooh. yeah very hopefully we will get a second date on the books for that and i'll let you guys know and post about it on instagram gabby bring it home um hosting pop collar comedy on the fourth doing a few things doing a few things but the most important thing that you need to know is the other day i bought myself one of those crazy projector lights uh in the middle of a depressive episode and um it's every time it's it's a little um tiny astronaut man and he like projects the oh, light from his on. Face? Yeah, from his little face. And he projects nice. the light onto my ceiling. And every time I see it, it makes me so happy. So if you're feeling sad, just like fuck the idea that it's like chuggy or whatever. Buy yourself a projector light because you're going to feel like you're in space and it's going to feel great. I think getting yourself a toy every now and again is underrated. Get yourself yeah. a toy. Yeah. Get yourself a little thing that you find fun. That, yeah. That's the only thing. You got it does. toys? I got treats. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, got treats. I got tricks. I got treats. No, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally agree, though. I, uh, I, f- you have to, like, just give yourself little bits of dopamine. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Treat yeah. the child inside of you this week. That is, a, that is a great thing to end on. Treat the yeah. child inside of you. Totally. Yeah. Where, where is your? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I've been. Whoa, we're in to, a trance right now. No, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Go, 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 be perfect yeah. time to end. We've been two nice We've been two nosy meerkats. Thank you, Akshay. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. All you need is a computer and printer. Imagine mailing and shipping right from your desk, anytime. No traffic, no waiting, no hassle. Plus, Stamps.com gives you discounts up to 84%. Sign up for Stamps.com today. Use code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.